the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. Hour number two underway now, nine minutes past 10 o'clock. Thanks for joining us. Terrific information from Tom Renz, albeit terrifying information from Tom Renz. Uh, if you missed that interview and you want to know what's going on with respect to uh, the safety and the efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccines in the state of Ohio and across the country, not by rhetoric, not by uh, activist groups, but by the uh, the um, CMS and the... Um, Medicare tracking system and all of the facts that Tom Renz just gave us. If you missed that, just log on to whkradio.com, whkradio.com. Go to the podcast page, and probably within the next half hour, hour number one will be available. I recommend waiting until 11 o'clock, and both hours are done, but you'll be able to go back and listen to that conversation. All right, I want to shift now and pivot over to school boards. We've been talking about school boards and the fights to stop radical indoctrination of our students uh, in Northeast Ohio and around the country, quite frankly, uh, for a very long time now. School board elections are coming up next month, and what are we going to do? Are we going to allow our children? Ch- children to be indoctrinated by critical race theory? Are they going to be indoctrinated by fiction like the 1619 Project? Are they going to be indoctrinated into gender theory and gender activism as opposed to, I don't know, human, anatomical, physiological, chromosomal, and genetic science? What a crazy idea that is. Well, one school board that is uh, perhaps on the verge of a makeover, if the voters will uh, step up, is Rocky River. And Rocky River apparently is uh, in a precarious situation. So joining me now are three candidates for the Rocky River School Board who are all kind of running together. Uh, as an organization looking to uh, return education rather than indoctrination to the Rocky River Schools. So joining us now are Peter Corrigan, Lori Rosser, and Chuck Barch. And I hope I'm saying it correctly, Chuck. Uh, Peter, let me start with you. Good morning. How are you, sir? Hi, Bob. Uh, thanks a lot for having us on. It's nice to be on here. Great so, voice. 
Baseball. It, it's always good to talk to you, Peter. People know your name. You've been a you've been a, a, a public servant. You've been a candidate many times, and uh, this is such an important thing that you are doing. Chuck, did I say your last name correctly? Is it Barch? Barchy. I wasn't sure if I was going to go with the Chi at the end or not. I apologize. We have not met. So, Barchi, thank you very much. And I'm told Lori is not quite on the line yet. We're working to get her on the line. So, Peter, let me start with you. Tell me about the current state of Rocky River Schools and why it is important to put uh, three new members on that board. Well, well, it's, it's, quite, it's quite a race. I, um, there's a whole lot of name-calling and false accusations and all kinds of things like that going on right now. It takes me aback. I, I, just, I just have one point to make for your listening audience, and that is um, you, you should not be voting for people who act like they're 11 years old and, and refuse to debate. Uh, you really They make bad public officials. So I just want to get that out for everybody. Can you, can you give me an example? What are you talking about here, Peter, when we're talking about name-calling? Um, uh, you know they're putting up signs. They're um, name calling on the on um, Facebook on the internet. I mean, you know, it's the whole racist thing, and that it's. So, um, so in other um, words, think they're, they're they're calling you and and Chuck and Lori racist if you oppose the uh, the uh, presentation of critical race theory in the in the Rocky River schools. Is that what? what yeah, yeah. I, I haven't even met these people, so <laughs> I, I haven't even met these people. They don't know who I am, but but yeah, it's it's, it's a little unnerving. You kind of wonder what they're thinking but yeah well we know what they're thinking anybody who knows what critical race theory knows what they're thinking they're 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 expressing their belief in racism and quite literally as you know again anybody who has studied it for five seconds can tell you uh critical race theory is racist in and of itself it's just that the victims of the racism in this particular case happen to be the white race it's intentional division and infliction of emotional distress on people who in children who just happen to be white blaming them for things that are out of their control things that happened centuries ago, uh, and of course, uh, teaching young children of color that they are always going to be victims of these white supremacists in training that are, uh, you know, that are in the, that are in the schools. And if you, if people don't understand that, understand that, then I, I hope yeah. they don't even bother casting a vote. Quite frankly, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I think we we have, um, you know, the state of the schools. Back to your original question, we yeah. have a um, diversity, you know, diversity awareness. It's probably a good thing. I, I, none of us are opposed to that. And I actually, I actually teach aspects of it in higher education, but I think in the in the K to twelve, it just doesn't seem the right place for this. We, our, our slate, we're looking for science, math, English, just basic core subjects, basic education, and and the school system, the, the uh, administration, the board it, um, has sort of diverted attention toward this this call it a morality play if you want. They they the schools, the teachers, the government somewhere along the line, got into the way of teaching morality. I'm not even talking about the content of what they're teaching, but it sure seems that any time that they introduce something like this, it's the reserve of the parents and not the schools. And that, that to um, me, bothers me the most. It's a dinner room, it's a dining room conversation, dining room table conversation, and, you know, not, in my mind, not for um, the public school teachers to, to, um, to propagate. 
well, not only to, to propagate, but to judge students on if they are if they are not sufficiently expressing what they want to have expressed, and that's the real danger of this, in my estimation. Chuck uh, Barchi, let me uh, let me go to you on this. What is your current assessment of the? Uh, and is this curriculum what Peter was just talking about? Is this in the curriculum? This new you know push for morality and push for more diversity education and so forth, the wokeness, or is it just something they're doing kind of off the books? Oh no, definitely they. Uh partnered up with the Diversity Center of Northeast Ohio and brought in a program called JEDI, uh, Justice, Equity, Diversity, Inclusion. And a number of us, you know, this COVID thing let parents get a little bit more involved in what's going on with our kids. So a number of parents figured out what's going on and started asking questions and getting information about the classes that are going through. And I went up and stood with a number of people at a school board meeting and told them to end this contract. Uh, People took pictures put it on the internet, caught us bigots, and we fought it. And we actually wavered it to uh, eliminate the contract for this year. But I would tell you, Bob, if there's three members of the board as a majority, if we don't win, it'll be back in very, very quickly. Tell me more about the Diversity Center. I'm looking at the webpage that you guys are using as part of the campaign, your, your kind of joint campaign for school board. It's Rocky River Citizens for Transparency.org, if those who are in front of a keyboard now want to punch it up. Uh, down, down toward don't, don't the bottom go to of the... .com because that's a takeoff site that our, okay. our opponents picked up. I'm glad glad to clarify that. I'll remind people that it is .org, Rocky River Citizens for Transparency .org. Down in the lower right corner, there's a link to the Diversity Center that's headlined "Diversity Center of Northeast Ohio is Not Transparent." What does that mean? They uh, signed a contract with them to come in and uh, teach and help our class. If you actually go on that uh, web page, you'll hear an audio recording of a. There's basically a CRT course being taught to someone in Rocky River. So it's pretty compelling evidence that it is with oppressors and the different group identity. Um, they started this maybe in 2013. They called it an anti-bullying program. They try to put everything under the social-emotional learning standards of Ohio, which are really just suggested and not mandated. Let, let, let me... Go ahead. So I'd say the diversity centers, um, no, it, it's, um, it, it's staffed and overse- overseen by mostly, almost entirely Democrats. It looks, it seems to me, it feels a lot like it's a partisan political initiative. And, um, we had parents in the, in the district trying to get a hold of what, act, what the training actually was. And, and they, you know, they put, they put a request in. It took two months to finally get something back. It, and what came back seemed like it was was edited or even redacted. I, I know it wasn't redacted, but but that kind of a feel. And it, it, for a public school to be teaching curriculum, I mean, there are laws that say we really have access and we should be able to see what the school system is teaching its children. Now, the diversity center may be consultants and they may have proprietary or non-disclosures or whatever, but that, that doesn't um, eliminate the need for them to... Um, eliminate the requirements for them to disclose what they're teaching our kids. So I think non-transparency has a lot to do with that. People just want to know what what these consultants are teaching their kids. 
Yeah, which, which is what I would want to know as well if I was a parent in Rocky River, any other school district for that matter. Real quick, Peter Corgan, you know, not that it's Ohio, obviously, but I'm sure it caught your attention last week during a debate for the governor's race in uh, in the state of Virginia. The Democrat, Terry McAuliffe, stood on that stage and told everybody in Virginia the parents should not have a say in their children's education. We don't want parents coming down here and telling us what and how to teach. How do you react to that? Yeah, I, I, I was blown away by that. I, I was absolutely stunned. And and once again, I go back to this morality play where there seems to be a seizure of, hey, we're going to teach you um, morality, and, and consultants and, and administrators are going to going to introduce this, indoctrinate your kids with with it. Parents are outside of it. Um, I, you know, I seem to remember that we had. We threw prayer in the schools out a long time ago, and everybody kind of went with that. And that, that to me, was when we started to say, okay, no more, no more of this morality teaching in the schools. And now it's back in a different form, and it's sort of like, wow. Um, it, anyway, I, I just think we should move, move away from it, and we should go back to the core, core curriculum. Um, well, we, we need I, I, yeah, one of the, and yeah. one of the one of the issues is, of course, the the definition of morality. One man's morality is another man's. You know, uh, you know. I, I don't know if I can finish that 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 uh, example, but you understand the point here. They probably think that it is moral to teach diversity, uh, uh, inclusion, and equity, and I put it in that order because it spells die, which is exactly what uh, they wish uh, uh, people would do. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but diversity, uh, you know, no, I mean, in all seriousness, what right. the, you know, they think that's moral to to recognize all of these things and to and to um, make little white children ashamed of how they look and make them feel like it's in their DNA that they're automatically going to be racist whether they recognize it or not they think that's moral I think it's a different type of morality that you guys are talking about go ahead Chuck uh, also uh, most people don't know but the school board appoints the library board members and in Rock River we, we upset the community very much by having a drag story hour very recently in which the gender questioning books were read to very small children and that's very upsetting for our community as well well you know i'm glad you brought that up i'm glad you brought up that the school board appoints the library board because i was going to ask you about this entire thing uh it's part of your pledge and i'm looking at the pledge on the website uh that you have uh you know as as part of the this campaign uh you write that we agree that the staff and students require a safe and health a safe and healthy environment, excuse me. The school board, however, does not have the authority to impose mandates. We pledge to uphold the right of parents to decide the proper course of action for their children. So that's my my question in following up on that, Chuck, um, and Peter, you can comment too, is what authority is granted the school board? Does the school board decide all of the curricula? Does the school board decide all of the uh, 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 rules and regulations for the for the school? How much of it is on administrators versus actually board members? The, the board, according to the Ohio School Board Association, we basically hire the superintendent and the treasurer, and then we set the policies, planning, student services, the budget. Uh, long-term planning, but the day-to-day and the curriculum as well, but the day-to-day is, you know, the superintendent as well. I also uh, talk about mandates that they just put out that uh, masks are required for pre-K to 5 in our uh, school board to put that mandate out. 
That, that's incredible to me. Uh, Peter, the, that's the reason I asked that part of the question, too, is, you know, you, the board members wouldn't be setting curriculum. The board members wouldn't be setting the standards in the school. The superintendent, in conjunction with the individual school administrators, principals, assistant principals, and so forth, would be doing that. So basically what you are saying is the current school board is not doing a good job of selecting the right people to do those jobs, essentially. Right? Yeah, I think maybe that's fair. There's a curriculum review committee, and it has um, um, outsiders, uh, parents, and, and people from the community now. And, may, and we may need to rethink that. We, our proposal is to come up with a parent review board, and maybe that's a standalone board, or maybe that uh, merges with the curriculum review, and, and, and we take a serious look at, at, uh, at, at really what's going on. So, I, you know, how could how could people be... How could people be opposed to something like that? Um, I, I, you said you made a pretty good point about um, people being um, just embracing this whole concept and feeling that they have the high moral ground and that they're right. And I, and I think that's part of the tragedy of it. We have very impassioned people that see this and 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 grab it. And and really, I think some of those people are the ones that are responding or reacting back to us on the Internet. They just absolutely feel they're right and they're moral and they have the high ground. And I, and I just want these people and people in general to take a step back and say, look, how far are you willing to go to let the school system um, teach your children? You're going to let them go all the way toward all the way through the whole morality or are you going to let them just stop at, at math and physics and things like that? So. Which is the way, which is the way education was supposed to work. I mean, you know, they, they have the language on their side, Peter and Chuck. Um, that's the thing. You know, the language is, is flowery. Diversity. That sounds wonderful. People with a wide variety of backgrounds are all welcome. That's great. Equity. Well, that sounds a lot like equality. So it's got to be something that's really good. And, 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 and you know what? And inclusion. Well, who would want anybody to be excluded? So they have all of this wonderful language and they say, how could you be against that? That is morality. But the problem is they use those things to create division and they use those things to bludgeon other individuals for things that they have no control over simply based on the color of their skin or what their background is etc so that's the that's the real challenge here they're claiming morality because the language sounds really good but in practice they're using it for 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 at the risk of sounding a little bit over the top i mean they're using it for evil not for good yeah i I, I teach higher education and i have um you know, about half of my classes are minority. I even have a transgender kid in one of my classes, and, and great kid. The kids are great kids, and we're not we're not all tripped up in the in the um, division that you're talking about. I mean, we try to teach kindness, and we try to teach consideration and non selfishness, and and it works pretty well. I, I've got a lot of time for these kids. I, I and I'll I'll do everything I can to help them and help them through. But introducing this this additional element i i, I think it, it's really a problem well that's because the reasonableness you know you you're you you, yeah. you are being reasonable with the students in your classroom and you're not treating everybody or using a broad brush on everybody saying this right. is how it must be done crt does that gender theory does that it forces everybody to change the way they act speak and behave for fear of creating offense and microaggressions and so forth and it's no way yeah. for kids to grow up in a, in, a, in an educational environment uh peter corrigan chuck barchi and uh, Lori Rouser are the three names you want to remember in the Rocky River School Board race. Uh, the election is coming up next month. I wish you all the very best. How can people support you real quick, Chuck? Uh, stop CRT, vote CRB, and if you can't vote in Rocky River, 
go to votecrb.org and help us financially. Vote CRP was that? CRP? CRB.org. Corgan Rouser Barty. Oh, CRB. Sorry, I couldn't understand it. Yeah, and then that makes sense now. It's your last name, CRB. Got it. VoteCRB.org. And again, uh, the website with a lot of great information on it that I was just looking at is the, the uh, transparency uh, uh, site, which is uh, Rocky River Citizens for Transparency.org. Peter and Chuck, thank you both very much. Give my best to Lori. Yeah, thank you so much, Bob. Thank uh, you, Bob. 1026, time out here. We'll come right back. AM 1420, the answer. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. of Democrats. Please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. All right, 1035. We continue AM 1420. The answer. Thanks again to a Peter and Chuck, Rocky River School Board candidates. Make sure that you do what you can to support them. Very, very important that we... Uh, Take back as many school boards as we possibly can to save our children from uh, indoctrination that can literally affect and change their lives. Um, we spoke earlier in the program with Tom Renz, and we were talking at length about the First Amendment and about how extraordinarily important it is for us to be able to present the truth, especially as it pertains to things like COVID-19 vaccines and vaccine mandates. Generally speaking, if you post or speak out in any way, particularly on the online social media platforms that sometimes seem as though they run our world, if you speak out, even with science on your side, you will be censored, you will be canceled, you will be blocked. Well, Tom is out there not using the social medias. He's holding seminars, and he's speaking at conferences, and he's presenting the information that needs to be presented. Joining me now to talk about that First Amendment and what we can do to try to defend our rights to express ourselves, whether we have science backing us or not, the other side doesn't seem to need it, Need it is uh, Dan Ramada. Dan is uh, the co-chapter uh, chair, and I may be uh, saying that incorrectly, of a group that we support called Red Green Axis Exposed. Uh, but he is also the Ohio coordinator of the organization that I also work with, which is Citizens for Free Speech. Dan Ramada, good to have you back. How are you? Yeah, wonderful, Bob. Thanks for having me. I'd like what to would put you... it in simple, simpler terms for everybody that knows us to understand it. You're the face and the voice of Citizens for Free Speech in Ohio, and I do all the grunt work behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty accurate. Uh, I have that part down. I just didn't know what your actual title was with the RGA Exposed. Well, <clears throat> uh, co-founder, uh, co-founder, basically. When I, when I left Act for America, I still wanted it to be continued in the fight. <clears throat> and I had my reasons for leaving for Act. Um, censorship was a huge part of it, but as a matter of fact. Um, our chapter was incredibly censored. Uh, just to give you one instance, and I want, we might go all over the, the, the dial here, but mm-hmm. at one point in time, we were the second largest Twitter user of all the chapters in the country, only behind Houston. We had like 25,000 uh, fo- followers on, t- on Twitter, and then we got knocked down to like under 1,000. And this was several years ago before this has all become very prevalent here mm-hmm lately so we got censored quite a bit and then the final straw was 
when Brigitte got, Gabriel, got censored of all places. She was having her annual fundraiser at Mar-a-Lago in December of, or in November of 2019, and under pressure from the Council on American Islamic Relations, otherwise known as Hamas in our country, um, the lawyers for Mar-a-Lago caved and canceled her uh, annual fundraiser. And that kind of uh, put a, you know, I don't want to say the nail in the coffin for the organization. They're still going, but they're going in yeah. a little bit of a different direction. And this was, it was time for us, Beverly and my, uh, Goldstein and myself, to say, okay, we're going to move on in a different direction. So hence, I started working with Jim Simpson, Simpson with Red Green Access Exposed to continue to provide uh, webinars to people uh, with all the different national security experts that we've brought on the last couple of years. Well, I'm just glad, you know, really, really glad and proud, in fact, in some ways, that you guys didn't just abandon the cause because of that negative experience. You said, I'm going to find another way to fight the same fight and, and expose right. the same things that need to be exposed. And, and, you know, we're all on the same team here, but to do it in another way. And I'm glad you guys teamed up with, uh, particularly you teamed up with Jim Simpson to do that with RGA Exposed. Now, having said all of that, you're talking about, you know, being <clears throat> censored. Are you a Johnny Cash fan, Dan Romano? I am. I uh, love that song, and I think we need to play that at our meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go one better. I'm going to play it right now for those who missed it in the first hour, and then we're going to talk about what that means to citizens for free speech, which is why you're on the program with us today. Those fact checks keep a coming. Looks like I'm banned again. Ain't been allowed on Twitter since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Facebook prison. My profile page is gone. With my puppies, corny memes and puns. I've tried to be a good boy, not trying to hurt no one. Got shadow banned on Vimeo, but I'm not sure why. Some tender whistleblower flagged my love life as a lie. You're charged with posting, quote, good morning. It's not a good morning for everyone, sir. Check your white privilege. But I... On September 21st of this year, did you not post a photo to Facebook with the caption, quote, nice, warm day today? Well, uh, probably, but... It wasn't a warm day for the people of Antarctica, sir. Who lives in Antarctica? Penguins, sir. Lots of penguins. But penguins aren't people. Racist! Everything I post is questioned. Each fact I post is wrong. They'll probably even fact check the lyrics in this song. They think I should be censored, and if I disagree, my posts they'll keep removing until they cancel me. I hereby find you guilty as charged and sentence you to 30 days in Facebook jail. But I'm not guilty, and that's the truth. This court is not interested in the truth, sir. Only the facts. And the fact is, you are guilty of noncompliance to our agenda. Wait, what? Is that a question? We don't allow anyone to question anything, sir. That will be another 30 days. Well, when they free me from this prison, next time I speak my mind. You can bet I'll think it over before I cross the line. Won't spread misinformation. Speak truth in all I say. And if 
it violates their standards, I'll post it anyway. So they covered almost all of the bases there, Dan Ramad. And by the way, thanks to Dale Officer, our production uh, specialist, simply brilliant stuff. They covered almost all the bases. I heard Twitter, I heard Facebook, I heard, I heard Vimeo. I don't know if I heard uh, uh, YouTube or Google or not. But Dan Ramada, um, you know, that's what CFFS is all about. I mean, largely. I mean, you know, we're not we're not being thrown in prison for our free speech. So people can say, well, your First Amendment rights are, are, are fine as long as you're not thrown in prison. But that's, it, it's much, much deeper than that. When we are, when we are banned, censored, shadow banned, suspended, or whatever from being able to express ourselves in the, in the court of public opinion, if you will, and that's what all of these uh, social media platforms are, it has a very deleterious effect on our liberty, on our freedom, and quite frankly, on other people's as well. And that's what CFFS is fighting. Absolutely, and that's why we thought it was the perfect opportunity to, you know, uh, let's let all the people that you've been trying to encourage to become members uh, and have become members or even volunteers the next step, but to um, come and see, come and meet us and see who they're dealing with. Most people know who you are. Some people don't know. Many people don't know who I am, but at least those who were involved with Act for America or came to our meetings, watched our any of our things online. Um, they would know, but this is a perfect opportunity for us to have. It's the, it's the right time yeah, before the winter and before the holidays and all that. Let's get it, get together yeah. and have a live meeting and talk about everything. It is it is all of that, and uh, you know, Dan. I, I, the one thing I would add to that is it's not just about coming to see who we are and what we're all about and to meet us. Um, it's about meeting one another. So for those who don't quite get the whole thing yet, Citizens for Free Speech is a national organization. Uh, we've got around forty thousand members. Uh, we're looking to grow that exponentially in all states, but especially and in including here in Ohio, where we have the first chapter the state chapter of Ohio, uh, of uh, Citizens for Free Speech, rather. Uh, I am the director, and Dan is the uh, coordinator for for the CFFS Ohio. And so what we've decided to do is bring all Ohio members together who can make it to Northfield 10 days from today. On the 14th, October 14th, we're going to be at Liberty Valley Church uh, in Northfield, 9851 Old 8 Road in Northfield, about 7 p.m. Doors will open at 6 and we're having a statewide meeting. So, and I do expect we're going to have people coming up from Columbus and coming maybe up from Dayton and Cincinnati, maybe out from Toledo and Youngstown and certainly from Northeast Ohio where it's a little bit easier for us. But we want to get as many Ohio members together as possible and volunteers so that we can actually coordinate and, uh, and we can send people back into their communities with the tools that they need to use grassroots activism to protect and defend our free speech rights, whether they be digital and online or or whether they be in person, at school board meetings, as, at uh, council meetings, and so on and so forth. Because, Dan, there's literally nothing, I would say, that's more sacrosanct in our Constitution than the very First Amendment to it. Absolutely. And, um, you know, what would, the, the way we do these things is <clears throat> I'm basically in charge of membership for everybody in Ohio, and I connect people. You're living in Fairview, you want, you want to connect people that live in Fairview, or the surrounding communities, I can connect you both, you know, once you're in our database, um, you know, and, and grow that numbers. I guess the number for the person that says, you know, I don't know anybody. I don't know what else to do. I'd like to do something, but I'm just not quite sure. So we connect them with like-minded individuals in the area. And secondly, we provide training for people, and it's all online, and it's all free through Citizens for Free Speech. 
and this is why I was happy to join the organization and uh, you know and do continue with the battle as you said. Yeah, and you know, I I think we've talked about this in some of our webinars that we've had in the past, Dan, and uh, certainly at the volunteer meetings that are held monthly for for CFFS volunteers. You know, we talk about sometimes all it takes uh, is is to know there are other people who are like minded. Uh, sometimes you just sit there and you watch the TV and you fume or you listen to the radio and you fume or you read an op-ed in the newspaper and you fume and you're like, oh my gosh, look what they're doing to us. But you feel helpless because you feel like you're alone. There is nothing quite as powerful as the feeling of, oh my goodness, I'm not the, the only one. I'm not alone. There's other people who want to join this fight too. I want to talk to them. I want to listen to them. What can we do to do together? Because the, the, the power is in the numbers. How do you impact legislation? Numbers. How do you impact policy? Numbers. And that's what we're endeavoring to do. Uh, we're trying to put forth, uh, you know, as many opportunities for people to come together and realize you're not alone. There's a ton of us. Let's do this together, right? Absolutely. And quite frankly, it's encouraging people to find, you know, we're not really issue-centric, but we encourage people, no matter what their issue is, Find your like-minded individual and speak up about it. You know, I, it could be just something as simple as, uh, and not, not partisan as it should be, the price at the pump or the prices at the grocery store. You know, what is going on with inflation and everything else? I mean, or you can go tend to more be on the conservative side and go you know, election integrity, attack on the family, open borders, illegal immigration, indoctrination of schools. You know, you may go right down the list. Yeah, and it, it, it's no secret, though, Dan, that the driver right now, we're talking to Dan Romato, the Ohio Coordinator for Citizens for Free Speech. That means he works hand-in-hand with me, but he does all of the hard work behind the scenes. Um, you know, it, 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 we're, we're driven right now by the COVID-19 policies because those are the policies that are affecting and attacking and jeopardizing, quite frankly, each of the five protections in the First Amendment, which is what our organization is all about. It impacts the freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of, uh, of assembly, freedom to, uh, to petition the government for redress of grievances even, uh, and freedom of, uh, of, uh, of the press. I, I mean, all of those things are... Uh, did I miss one? Or did I say that? I think I got them all. Right um, uh, to worship? Uh, yeah, I said religion. I put it that so, way. Okay. But yeah. So, so it literally, I mean, because as you know, Pastor Pulaski, who we've had on this program before, and I know you've heard as well, Dan mm-hmm. Ramada, you know, he, he went back after a four month tour of, of America in which he was, you know, speaking in various places, places, including at the church we'll be at on the 14th. He has, he has spoken at Liberty Valley Church. Um, but Pastor Pulaski, after four months, has gone back uh, to his uh, uh, homeland of Canada, if you will. He's a Polish pastor, but he's, he's he lives in Canada, and that's where his his church is. And he's been arrested. He's facing six years in prison for opening his church in violation of Canadian lockdowns. And you say, "Hey, well, that's Canada. That's not the United States. They don't have a First Amendment." Well, that's true, but we do, which is why that matters, right, Dan? I mean. We have the protections like that, and 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 we're going to let them slip away. We're going to end up having pastors in the United States being locked up if they open up their house of worship because somebody says you can't in a health emergency. Absolutely, and I can't stress enough that people need to teach their kids about this. And I'm, I'm not just talking about their their young elementary school kids. I'm talking about their teenagers, their college kids. And I've had a number of parents, grandparents, tell me, you know, I can't even. I'm not even seeing eye to eye with my a child and grandson, but, you know, they've got to understand. They're going to give up their rights. They're going to give up the right to free speech. They're going to give up the right to bear arms. They're going to just 
gladly give up for the safety and security or convenience um, that the left is trying to, uh, you know, uh, indoctrinate them on. So, I mean, I, I think teaching your family that that's the number one goal and then move on and talk to your neighbors and friends and everything well, we we are unapologetically just red white and blue all over the place you know in cffs because we recognize that we have something here that other people don't there was a viral video that i saw yesterday and it's a rapper named pitbull i don't know if you're familiar or not dan but um he's a, he's a cuban american and he is spectacularly pro-America, and he was doing a concert, and the video went viral over the weekend. He was doing a concert in which he said, hey, by the way, to anybody out there that doesn't love the United States of America, he, he was profane about it. He said, blank you. He said, uh, you can complain all you want, but until you've lived where I'm from, which again is Cuba, you have no idea how good you have it here and, and how good we have it here. And Dan, that's the purpose, in my estimation, of, of CFFS. And why we hold these meetings. Because we need to remind people of how good we have it here compared to people in other countries. And it's one thing to strive for it and wish you had it and to try to build it, which is an extraordinary task in another country. It's entirely different to already have it handed to you. You were born into freedom. You were born with free speech and everything else that we talk about in our Constitution. To let that get away... To lose it because you didn't fight to defend it is an insult to those who are trying to build it from scratch in other countries. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Well, that's what we're doing. <clears throat> Coming up one, uh, 10 days from today, October 14th. I'm going to give it again. We're going to be at Liberty Valley Church in Northfield, 9851 Old 8 Road, Citizens for Free Speech, Ohio Chapter, statewide meeting. We're looking, I think it holds around 300. Uh, we want well, to fill whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nope. I think that's if he sets up an overflow room. Hopefully, oh, I don't want, bad. we don't want it to be totally chaotic. We have an RSVP right now list or a, a limit of 200. We're going to see how that goes. Although I can tell you we're 90% sold out. So uh, what I'm asking your listeners to do, if they're in, seriously interested in coming to the meeting, please go to the citizensfreespeech.org website, and you'll find us. Scroll the bottom of the page. You'll see us uh, under meetups, and you'll find our meeting, and you need to register. Uh, we just don't want people uh, coming out of the woodwork and showing up that night of the meeting. Otherwise, we're going to have a problem on our hands. Yeah, so, yeah, for for a variety of reasons. Number one, capacity. We don't want to, we, like you said, we don't want it to be chaotic. And number two, quite frankly, this is not a battle. This is not a place where we want to discuss and debate protesters. This is about like-minded people coming together to peaceably, uh, you know, plan our, our our defense of the First Amendment. So we do want everybody to be registered so that we can make sure that we're safe, secure, and having a productive meeting. So register, as Dan yeah. said, at citizensforfreespeech.org, citizensforfreespeech.org. If we can fit more than 200 in there with an overflow, room will do it but uh for now just what you need to do is make the request by registering at citizensforfreespeech.org and i'd like to add one more little tidbit for people if they have questions about anything or they're not even sure or they can't make this meeting but they want to know about future events they can email me at dan d-a-n dot h-r-o m-a-d-a at citizens for free speech Org. I know it's lengthy, but 
I, you know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't buy the domain. I'm still mad at Pat for not changing that to cffs.org. <laughs> got to spell that out every time I want to email you. I got to spell out citizensforfreespeech.org, yep. which just naturally leads to all kinds of fat finger mistakes in that uh, in that thing. But, but yeah, Dan Ramada, H R O M A D A, Dan Ramada at citizensforfreespeech.org. If you've got questions about this very important statewide meeting we are holding on the 14th, Dan, thanks so much, my friend. I appreciate it. Sure. Absolutely, Bob. Thank you. All right, the uh, last segment is always a very short one, and this one is no different. I got a message here that I want to read uh, about the Tom Renz interview that I did. And somebody wrote, I'm listening to the guy talking about all the CMS data. Unfortunately, it doesn't have full perspective. For example, it says X number of heart attacks happened 30 days after the COVID shot. What it doesn't say is the number of heart attacks that would have typically happened in general. Hence, so I don't know what I can believe or not based on the data because it is biased. It actually doesn't say that. It spoke very specifically to 14 days, uh, deaths within 14 days of the vaccine, which don't get counted because they don't consider you fully vaccinated until it quote takes effect 14 days later so those numbers don't need the number of people who would have died of heart attacks within 14 days of the covid shot either or anyway uh, all they need is the, the first number by itself there's no control group needed there or control number needed there but i do appreciate the question it's a good one and we need to uh we need to do what the left won't do and that is chat have things be challenged and bring the science, bring the numbers, bring the stats, and bring them in full, not that which uh, aids our, our point, in the, point of view. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.